Welcome to The Nine Line, your news and information source for healthcare-related issues impacting Southern Nevada veterans, and a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. And now, here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray. Hi, welcome to The Nine Line Podcast. I'm your host, John Archiquette. Joining me, as always, Joshua Gray. Hi, John. How's it going? I'm doing great. I'm talking about sports today. I, this it. is probably yeah. like the most exciting podcast I, I've uh, I've been looking forward to for a while. Yeah, exciting for us, anyways. We yeah. don't know about, about the listeners, but uh, exciting for us. So before we get too much into it, let me go ahead and introduce our two guests today. We have Jason Kelly and Latoya Adams. Welcome. And the reason I'm so excited for them is because these are two of our wheelchair athletes that we have on our Las Vegas team this year. Um, for those who weren't listening a couple weeks ago, uh, I just returned from the wheelchair games. Uh, so excited about, number one, just, I mean, being at the games, seeing the athletes, but what our team, now we have an actual team, uh, managed to do while they were there. So both of you, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So, Jason, this was your first year at the wheelchair games, right? Your first experience with this? Yes, it was. What was it like? Um I electric it was on magnetic uh, so much energy uh, so many people in the room uh, want to go back next year so so for just a little background I've been to about four or five of the wheelchair games and you know I've done several of the adaptive sports events Josh you were at the wheelchair games with me last year in Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, so we we have some experience from being on you know one side of it but you know, seeing the athletes, seeing what you guys are doing, and you know the work that you tell us a little bit about. Uh, and I'll tell you, this is probably aimed a little bit more towards you because I know you're a, a veteran of these events, um, you know, <laughs> in both senses. Um, what goes into getting ready for these wheelchair games? Oh goodness! Um, besides the working out that we do on on the side, um, uh, I would have to say just getting together for a family reunion, like being prepared to see people that you haven't seen in the year. You might have talked to over the phone or through social media, but getting together and um, being with your family. The workout part as far as the on the field, that is a lot of support, a lot of cheering on people and competing. And um, that's what we like to do together. So it's, it's very fun. So. You guys killed it this year, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that to like <laughs> to, to, to float your ego or anything like that. I mean, like she came in here with all her medals on and everything, right. you know, like yeah, <laughs> like look, like, I'm a winner. <laughs> oh, oh, just a couple. She yeah, didn't bring no. the, the the couple she has isn't all of her medals. She just brought a couple of them this year. I love the confidence. That's great. <laughs> I mean, she she's got some hardware. We'll, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about your about your accolades a little bit, but I mean, if anybody can can bring a like a whole like tin full of hardware, <laughs> it's definitely her. Um, but no, you guys both did an awesome job. Tell us, uh, first of all, what events did you guys do this year? Jason, you first. Um, this, uh, this year I signed up for uh, adaptive uh, softball, uh, powerlifting, uh, disc golf. Uh, I dropped into adaptive fitness. Um, adaptive fitness was very fun. Uh, I did adaptive fitness Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, each day I did it, I, I succeeded and did better each day. Um, and I 
got silver medal on adaptive fitness as a drop in, um, on a uh, bronze uh, as a team sport with softball because we lost one really good game. Uh, that was a really fun sport, team sport. And then uh, got uh, silver at uh, powerlifting. And uh, that was really fun uh, lifting uh, two slow jams, which uh, <laughs> never lifted two slow jams before in my life. But uh, that was very interesting. But uh, uh, got silver uh, to lifting two uh, slow jams. So. Tell me what, about adaptive fitness, because I mean, everyone knows what softball and powerlifting are. What, what's adaptive fitness? Uh, it is uh, putting your body through uh, three different stages of uh, rigorous uh, motions of uh, different levels of, uh, of uh, motions of, uh, of calisthenics, of, um, of a ski urge, of a range of motions, uh, of lifting a weight over your head or uh, lifting a, doing a side motion with the weight to a, a left or a right, or uh, being able to pull your arms over your head, up, down, like a ski urge. It almost, it seems like upper body CrossFit. Yes, it was, uh, it was very challenging. Uh, by the third day, uh, my body was telling me, uh, this is fun. Uh, a lot of people were like, you're, you're back for a, a third day. And, uh, yeah, I, it was the only way I could really get a, a workout for, uh, for powerlifting though. And that's the way I was looking at it. So, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a good workout. So I enjoyed it. So when you pick those sports to go and play, are those, are those sports that you were involved with, uh, previously, but before your injury or, or were they uh, things that you, you know, what, what drew you to those sports? I never did any of those sports before. Uh, before an injury, I uh, I played water polo and I was a swimmer. Uh, but my uh, my RT said, uh, you know, that powerlifting might be interesting to try, and uh, so I said okay, and uh, and then uh, he said uh, that adaptive uh, fitness might give me extra points towards uh, powerlifting. So uh, he said, we might try to uh, get me into that. So it was uh, a one and two. So that's, uh, that, was, uh, that was the go for. So is powerlifting something that you do, like, like, is that part of your lifestyle now? Or is that something that you just kind of compete in uh, while you're at the events? Um, it's something now, like Toy said, as, uh, as something that we do, uh, it's something we do on a normal basis to try to prepare for the games. Um, with my uh, MS, I have to pay attention to my muscle structure. Um, I have to listen to my body. I could train very uh, lightweight. Uh, I could do it very often. I can't do it as much as some people can. But uh, I am training for uh, powerlifting for next year. Uh, with a goal lift of uh, 200 pounds. Uh, this year was 145, so it will be an increase of uh, 55 pounds. Let's go. I mean, dude, I give you a lot of props because not only did you do three consecutive days of adaptive fitness, which I'm sure is probably, you know, for anybody even without MS, I mean, that's gotta be exhausting and leaves you sore the next day. But on top of that, 
you have long arms. <laughs> like, how tall are you standing up? Six seven. Yeah, so like you got some long arms. I'm six six, and I'm like, I bench press is tough for us with long arms. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you went out there and your first year competing, you crushed it. Yes, Thank you. So you did a great job, man. So I'm I'm excited to see you uh, you putting up weight next year. I appreciate it. Now, Latoy, I want to ask you the same question about what events you did, but first. I, I got to say this, as somebody who's been to a couple of wheelchair games before in the past, um, you're somebody who's a little bit of a celebrity there. Like, everybody knows you. I mean, I know you're humble, and <laughs> but everybody knows you out there. Um, you won the Spirit of the Games Award, what, two years ago? Uh, correct. Um, in New York. In New York, right. Yes. That was when you uh, when you won the championship for basketball by hitting the game when he shot, right? That sounds so awesome, but no, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win the championship. I won the game to go to the championship. Okay, gotcha. but winning that game was the championship for me. Okay, I just I just know that was one of those moments that like kind of lives on in the wheelchair games history. So oh, absolutely, it was definitely a great time. Um, I just like to go out there with a lot of energy and give back, you know what I'm saying? As, as far as when I first came in 2016, I believe it was in um, Salt Lake City, and it was just a lot of love that was given to me my first time, so I just always try to give it back um, every year I go. And it's not even like I try, I want to. Like, that's the purpose of me being there. So, um, smiles all around, you know what I'm saying? So when I get to see new people like my friend Jason come, it just warms my heart because I remember when it was my first time. So, yes. So you're actually just moving here to Vegas, right? Correct. I've been here for about a year now. Okay. But this past year at the games, you were representing Milwaukee. Yes. Which... I'm not going to hold against you because, as a Wisconsin native myself, it's nice to you know, it's nice to have Wisconsin out there kicking butt. Um, but when um, when Everett, so the you know the Everett, yes, the um, rec therapy chief, um, when he, when we were talking about getting this team together for the wheelchair games this year, and he told me that yeah, I got somebody coming from Milwaukee, and she's you know she's one, like Latoy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those moments, like you know, when LeBron James says he's taking his, his talents to South Beach. I was like, "Oh, she's coming to Vegas. Oh, we're we're gonna be good now. We're actually gonna have a team now." Yeah. <laughs> so, what what sports are you were you all playing when you were there? Um, goodness, I play all the track and field sports. That's discus, javelin, and shot put. I do powerlifting as well, adaptive fitness, the slalom. I would say more, but those are the only six that I do. <laughs> oh, and I put basketball in there, I hope. I didn't put basketball in there, but I play basketball as well. And, um, yeah, it's very – it's a tiring. At the end of the week, I'm real tired, but I enjoy doing all those sports, so I love pushing myself like that. Are you limited in the number of events you can compete in? Um, I want to say no, but it does get time confliction. So I would like to add cycling, but I'm not sure how that would go with everything else. I know I, I'm, I know I do, I don't want to do basketball and softball together because that's like a whole day of mm -hmm. you know constantly doing it and going back. So um, I've learned to just pace myself out, but I will do as many sports as I can. So for something like that, you know, when you talk about that schedule, it, it, I, I've been there, it's it's hectic, oh, yes. right? There, <laughs> there, There's this and this and this and all mm -hmm. these things going on. How do you stay not only physically prepared, but mentally prepared to, to kind of compartmentalize? Because, you know, you've got to be in the right mindset, but sometimes for sports, the mindset that you have to be in is a different mindset, whether it's a, an individual sport or a team sport or, or, or just whatever. So 
how do you kind of compartmentalize all that and, and keep yourself mentally fresh during a, a week of, of just hectic everything? Well, um, me personally, I have to give credit to my wife because she definitely is by my side and um, getting me like, we know what we need to do the day before. So we'll get prepared breakfast. We know what we're going to eat for lunch prior. Like we have these things set up and we don't just do it once a year. We do it out the year. So it's easier for us to have a routine. Um, she knows that she's going to be chilling, waiting on me, you know, low key hand and foot while I'm playing in the game. But after that, we try to stay hydrated, um, get some good food, you know, not chili cheese fries or nothing like that. <laughs> you know, some fruit, um, some simple things like that. And we are prepared because we know we have a six to eight hour day of running around, saying hi to people, laughing and smiling like I, I don't know. No other best way to say but a family reunion because in that family reunion you're here you're there you're seeing people constantly so it's more of a night before preparation no 10 o'clock 11 o'clock sleep we need to be resting early because that because the um day will take a toll on your body it will and that's i mean that's one of the big differences i think between the, the wheelchair games and what you see with like the, the winter sports clinic and the summer sports clinic because they're very much like you know casual atmosphere we're gonna go out there and learn how to surf the next day whereas like i mean you like you said you're getting performance foods you're making sure you get your eight hours of sleep to make sure you're on top of your game the next day um and then you know talking about your, your wife being there and you know the support that she brings and jason for those of you guys obviously who are listening to us uh jason's wife's here yes today and i know she was there by your side yep. throughout the entirety of the wheelchair games this year how important is it to have that kind of support system like that well, for me, it's it's primary necessity. Um, I uh, I lost a, a function in my life uh, back in uh, 2017, and uh, Christina, my wife, uh, kind of uh, stepped up, and uh, you know she uh, she stepped away from her profession, and uh, you know so her profession is me. So. Uh, so all credit and everything goes to her. So, you know, when we do all this stuff, you know, she is, uh, she is my backbone. So, you know, uh, I, when I do football, you know, it's like she's out there with me, you know. So it's like when I need help, you know, I need to make sure that she's okay too. So it's like if she's not good, I'm not good. So I need to make sure that she's taken care of before I'm taken care of sometimes too. So, so. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Jason and Latoy talking about the journey to the wheelchair games. You're listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. We'll be back with more right after this. Put a frog in boiling water, and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Yeah, and what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, 
flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Nine Line, Southern Nevada's source for veteran-related healthcare news and information. Here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray. Welcome back to The Nine Line. John and Josh here with Jason and Latoy. We are talking about wheelchair sports. We are talking about the VA Adaptive Sports Program. And um, as Josh and I were, were alluding to earlier, this is one of the most exciting podcasts we've been able to yeah. do. So. She just took her medals off. I think it was making her neck tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All that weight you got to carry around. Yeah. How, many, how many medals do you have from all of your wheelchair games? Oh, my goodness. Um... <laughs> More than 30. <laughs> it does not surprise me. <laughs> More than 30. You had probably, what, five or six this year? I made six this year. Six yes. this year, yeah. Jason, you had any medals in all of yours, right? I got three. That's awesome. So three for three. Yes. That's great. <laughs> three for three. Yeah. It's a good record. Thank you. So, Jason, we before we went to break, we, you started talking a little bit about, um, you know, the nature of your MS, and, you know, you said back in 2017 was when it really started to affect you. When, like... Going back before that, even um, tell us about your service, about what was your your competitive drive and your your you know physical routine like before that. Well, in the Marines, uh, Marines are hardcore, of course. Uh, you know, boots to the ground. Uh, everything is always fitness, fitness, fitness. Uh, so. Uh, uh, I always had uh, symptoms of uh, the MS, even when I was in service. Um, but uh, the, they would never really do the uh, the spinal tap test back in uh, the 90s, uh, early 2000s. Um, so when I was in service, I just kept going through the years when uh, when uh, you know they would just say loosen your boot bands if your legs were going numb, uh, you know if you were seeing spots, you know, uh, you know you're, you're just PT harder, you know uh, stuff like that, you know uh, hydrate more, uh, stuff like that. It's nothing's wrong with you internally. You're you're just not uh, hydrating your body enough. Um, so uh, Marine Corps always had a uh, a high uh, high standard for a PT so uh, 
if you had any kind of uh, hiccup or any kind of a complaint towards PT, they always made it seem like you were just trying to get out of PTing. So uh, that was their excuse. Um, when, uh, when I got out uh, of the Marines, uh, they were trying to find my jacket, which was uh, burnt up somehow in a fire. Yes. Um, I, uh, I, got, uh, I got diagnosed in 2008 with MS. I got poked prodded in 2007. Um, didn't get diagnosed 2007, got diagnosed 2008. Uh, went numb from my feet all the way up to my neck. If I wasn't looking at my hands or anything in my arm, I couldn't tell you I was holding it. Uh, I couldn't tell you I was walking if I wasn't looking down at my feet. Um, I would just fall, my legs would crumble under me. Um, 2017, I was out in uh, Laughlin at the, uh, we were working uh, doing fire alarm testing. I was a fire inspector for uh, Siemens and uh, I was uh, asleep and uh, I went into a, a full body uh, seizure. My, uh, my kidneys were uh, failing on me. One of uh, my symptoms of MS was uh, I can't feel when to go to the restroom. So um, I had so much water and uh, I was pretty much drowning my kidneys. So I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't feel when to go to the restroom. So um, I was pretty much crashing my kidneys. So I was uh, laying in the hotel room and uh, away from Christina and uh, I was having seizures at night and uh, my whole body would lock up. My teeth would uh, chatter. They would uh, lock up though. If my tongue was out, I would have bit my tongue off. Um, that happened to me three times because I had a job to do and I was uh, professional. So I did the one job at Laughlin and then I had to go up to Havasu to do my next job. So I finished my job and uh, I told Christina, I said, uh, I said, I don't want to die alone. I said, I just want to come back home. And uh, I got the job done, came back home. Friday night, was in bed with uh, Christina and I had another seizure with her in bed. We went to the hospital and uh, that was the end of my job, you know. But you spent 10 years working from your diagnosis up until that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So were you, you know, were you out of the Marine Corps after your diagnosis? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I used to wear weights on my ankles so I could feel. And I used to count steps every time I walked. So that way I could feel my feet. I uh, had steel toe boots on so I could feel the weight every time I walked. Um, I had to, uh, I had to train my body to be able to feel my feet as I walked. And, uh, so now I walk with the walking stick short distances and, uh, um, I am a hundred percent total loss waist down. So yeah, I, so if you're, 
you know, you're somebody who's very physically active. You're in the Marines, and you get a diagnosis like MS. Yes. What, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Oh, devastation. Uh, you did the uh, the biggest and the hardest boot camp, you know, uh, and something happens to you in boot camp to where, you know, you, you fall 12 feet, your, your knee lands one way and your leg goes the other way. And you rehabilitate your knee and you finish boot camp. And now your body's eating you alive from the inside. So you can't control this. You know, there's no cure for it. So it's kind of like, what do you do? But I think for so many people, they get that diagnosis and that's kind of, that's it. Like they give up. But I mean, you're talking, you did 10 years, you were working, but now we're another six years from the point where you stopped working and you're out here powerlifting and you're getting better. Like you, you've got goals to improve. Like what goes through your mind to like, to push you to not just accept that and to push to better yourself? Well, well, in all honesty, um, when I first got diagnosed, I lived in the dark for quite a while. And uh, I weighed like 146 pounds. Like, I was like a skeleton. It's 6'7". Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Huh? Like, I was, I was bad. Like, I was horrible. Um, and then uh, COVID happened and all that. And... You know, for, you know, like almost three years, uh, I got myself better. I got into a chair yoga and uh, I found a better way for myself. So this would be a question for both of you, you know, talking about that, um, finding something new. You Like how how important has the VA and adaptive sports programs within the VA been to finding that that kind of that new motivation do you think you know if the VA didn't have their adaptive sports programs would you do you think you would have found things like uh, adaptive sports and powerlifting and all of those other things finding the right channel finding um, there was a, a gentleman by uh, Scott Amberson who unfortunately isn't with the, the VA right now uh, he he introduced me to a uh, to uh, uh, yoga, and uh, he introduced me to a whole different side, and uh, he brought me back to yoga, and uh, I, I love him for that. And uh, it's it's the people that that the VA has in the system, and they introduce you to these programs. Site Everett, site having an awesome RT. It's like the VA has amazing people in it, and it's like right when you meet the people. You, you you get in with these people and right when they get you hooked up it's like you don't want to let them go it's like you know you, you got your people so you're set so yeah the VA has amazing people you just got to find these amazing people so I personally definitely credit the PVA for putting me in the situation that I'm in now and that has to do with adaptive sports um, my mindset um, physically being able to become stronger i am a 10 i am a t10 incomplete i started off as a complete um and what does that mean for, oh, for people who may not know what that absolutely is? a 10 a complete it means you can't feel anything below the t10 my belly button area well before um i didn't have any feeling my nerves are back a little bit and um, i can move my feet so i'm able to do physical therapy which 
is mind blowing for me. I love it, I need it, I want it. Um, and it all started with the PVA. It all started with the VA to the PVA and I'm highly grateful for them. Words, I can't even put those type of words without being emotionally choked up um, to what they've done for my life. And that's one thing that's about specifically the wheelchair games is that it is a, a true partnership between the PVA and the VA. Um, you know, the, the PVA has been the one that's been running it, and the VA obviously has done a lot to, to really support it. I know, Jason, you have a uh, strong tie to the PVA, right? What's yes. your position here? So um, I have uh, two titles. Uh, I am the uh, national director with the PVA as well as the uh, sports director with the PVA. So in that um, role, um, yeah, sorry, my uh, my whisper. Uh, I am the uh, MS uh, uh, coordinator also with the uh, PVA. Excuse me. No, that, that's great, and, and I know that we've always had a lot of you know ties with uh, with the Nevada PVA here at the the VA. Um, last year, Dan Kaminsky passed away, who was um, a really a pillar of the community. Um, but he was. The guy who'd always, you know, be out there at the wheelchair games, we'd see him every year, and um, he'd always, you know, he'd come up to you and say hi, and, yep. he, you know, even when we didn't have as many athletes competing, um, you know, he was always the, the person you could count on seeing there. Yes. So I know that uh, he's got some big shoes to fill, but um, I, I know there's athletes like you who are going to be carrying that torch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, uh, every year, uh, every year that I can make it, I, uh, I will be there. Uh, it was so... Uh, it's humbling seeing all those athletes there, but then uh, right when we came back home, I saw all the other people and I was like, you guys need to go with us. You guys gotta go. Even uh, even Brad, Brad uh, saw his friend John and he's like, you gotta go, you gotta go. So even Brad's trying to find people to bring with us. So uh, it's it's, it's magnetic. It, it really is. So uh, it's contagious. It really is. <laughs> we we want to find people and we want to bring people back. So uh, we're we're trying. We're really trying to spread the word. So so Latoy coming here from Milwaukee. Milwaukee has one of the biggest teams that I've seen at the, at the, the wheelchair games. Maybe it's because they're all wearing the the cow uniform, so you know exactly <laughs> how big their team is. We didn't start off that big, FYI. So how how during your time there how did you see it grow what was the you know what was the catalyst that that made everyone start coming um well i moved from california to wisconsin so i could play wheelchair basketball and go to school to get my bachelor's degree um but i also wanted to be a part of the pva or and the va but i lived um about an hour away from milwaukee so um i joined the pva board and um, as a board member, um, Milwaukee decided to um, reach out to other veterans in Wisconsin. Even though you're not, you may not be close to Milwaukee, you're in Wisconsin, you're a part of the PVA, let's get you guys active, let's get you guys doing something. And so that's what they did. The higher boards there, they got the, the veterans active into getting to the wheelchair games, just as Jason and I want to do out here in Vegas, get more people and what you guys are doing as well, spreading the word so people know how awesome and wonderful an experience this is. Um, I believe that's what Milwaukee did, and that's why you see all those cow shirts now. 
Yeah. Well, I, I know <laughs> you guys had the jerseys this year, and yes. Um, you know, I, I know there were a few veterans who were training and, and looking forward to going this year and couldn't make it for whatever reasons. But um, you know, if we can see our our team get to be as big as the the Wisconsin team or heck California team or Ohio team, because I know they got they've got <laughs> dozens of veterans that go every year. Yeah. Yes. Buckeye chapter has a pretty big chapter. I I definitely feel um, with both of our excitement because my excitement is just as high as Jason's yep. and it was his first time. Um, we we want to advertise. We want to make sure that if we see somebody rolling down the hallway, we hey, what are you doing? How you want to get involved in this? Mm-hmm. You want to get involved? This is where you, you can do that with us. So um, we want to spread the word, and yeah. I'd be like, we'll have more people than we did last year and it's going to continue to grow so you know you talked about a little bit about that um you know when you you suffered your injury and you kind of it was devastating right Uh, how does that complicate the i guess the recruiting effort if if you're you know talking to somebody and they're kind of like down on themselves uh, what does it take to kind of recruit people if if you you've got to kind of coach them up to the fact that hey yeah you can you can do this it's it's positivity it's it's but it's also to listen to them. Sometimes what what you need and what they need is they need an ear. Sometimes, you know, they don't get an ear. They don't get somebody that listens to them. You know, they get, you know, yep, yep, okay, yep, yep. You just need to do this. Sometimes, you know, they want somebody that hears them. And, hey, they have this for you here. They actually have something that will actually do this for you, or they have something that is adaptive for you, or they adapted for all of us, not just for you, but for all of us, you know, and swing it so it's not just for him or singled out for him, but make it like there's 400 of all of us in chairs, so it's not singled out, and invite him and make it feel like, you know, do you have a significant other? She'll come with you. So make it more interesting to be like, you're not gonna be by yourself. You know, because a lot of people are like, someone gonna be with me? Is it all by myself? That's the other thing. A lot of people don't wanna go by themselves. So right when they feel like they're special or significant other to go with them, makes them more open to it too. Um, I, 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 like, I like what you said, Jason. Um, I would um, tell them I was there, be, I was in that same situation prior i know how you feel i can relate we're going to talk about some things but when you're ready this is what's here for you there's no need to wait now there no do your do your waiting do your being depressed do your anxiety take that time but don't let that stop you don't let that limit you and um i think my first time when i went to the games i went by myself and it was it was awesome, but I I was able to go by myself, and I still had my coaches and stuff like that. So I didn't have my significant others, all I say, and that 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 was a special part. But to have somebody have your back and be there with you as your partner, that's amazing as well. So I would let them know there's stages and levels to this. I didn't just get like this. I've been in in a chair for 12 years, and I had to go through different levels to get to where I'm at. And. You know, not just the the wheelchair games, but all of the adaptive sports, you know, that the VA works with, you know, they take 
all ability levels, whether mm-hmm. you're a recent injury, whether you've been in a chair for 12 years, whether you're not in a chair. You know, you, there's people who have TBIs and, and various other injuries that may limit them. They may not be able to participate in the wheelchair games, mm-hmm. but like I said, there's winter summer sports clinics. There's a golden age games just for veterans who are over the age of 55. Yep. We're doing golf tournaments now. Golf tournaments. Um, You know, when we have a creative arts festival, and that's one thing we've been kind of promoting over the last year is if you're a musician, if you're a writer, you're a singer, you're an artist, um, you know, there are avenues for that, for creative arts therapy. Um, And our actual, our upcoming creative arts festival, our second annual one here in Vegas is going to be September 18th. So uh, check out our social media pages and our website for more information on that because we're still trying to recruit people and you can sign up even up to the day of the event so we do want to push that as well but um yeah, getting back into what you were saying you know regardless of where you are in your recovery journey there is something for you at one of these events so. yes absolutely was there anything else that either of you guys wanted to talk about today at all no i appreciate you letting us talk about our our journey it was uh it was an amazing uh, event amazing trip Amazing experience. Well, I'm really looking forward to to working with you both you know, over the next year and over hopefully the next several years um, as we you know continue to try to, to grow our Vegas team here. Definitely sounds like exciting. Oh yeah, awesome! Thanks for joining in. Thank you everyone for listening here on the Nine Line Podcast. You've been listening to the Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. For more information about what the VA is doing for Nevada's veterans, check out our official webpage at www.lasvegas.va.gov or follow us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash lasvegasva. Thanks for listening.